0: Welcome to the Give Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Michael Bosworth. He's an author, speaker, sales philosopher, and story seeker. Michael, thanks so much for being on our show today.
1: My pleasure, Christopher.
0: So you have the unique pleasure of being the first person I've ever seen, met or connected with that has called sales a philosopher. So I love the fact that you mentioned that you're a sales philosopher. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, what I mean is that the traditional definition of sales makes most people's skin crawl. And most people, um, have got traumatic experiences with salespeople and because of that where most professionals if you went to see a doctor or a lawyer or an architect or an engineer they'd be able to start asking you discovery questions immediately because you're paying them for their enterprise for their expertise but with a salesperson selling virtually anything because of people's past terrible experiences with salespeople They have what I call discovery resistance, and they're not going to open up and let that salesperson ask them questions and do discovery until there's connection and trust. And 80% of salespeople out there are not very good at connecting emotionally and building trust with strangers. The top 20% are, but they do it intuitively. So... um, what I'm doing these days is I'm teaching the bottom 80 percent—the engineers, the accountants, the financial planners, the people who don't have a lot of charisma—and by the way, that charisma is usually a family of origin gift, not a DNA gift—and uh, helping them connect using story building, storytelling, and story tending.
0: That's phenomenal. Do you have any? examples of clients you've worked with you can kind of walk us through where they started and after working with you they're just like crushing it in the world
1: well yeah there's a company called mitel that i've worked with for for a a bunch and uh, they were very product oriented and what what's happened is um the world is going subscription meaning that the subscription model is forcing buyers to focus on what they're getting from the offering rather than features and benefits and bells and whistles. And for the technology industry where I mainly hang out, it's been very traumatic for them to give up their slick product demos and learn how to <clears throat> first find out, you know does this buyer even have a need for what you have and then figure out how to get that buyer To come to the emotional conclusion that you're authentic, that you're not going to try and steal their wallet, and that you have helped other people like them and that you might be able to help them via a 60-second story. So we're teaching non-intuitive connectors how to warm the buyers up using a 60-second story about other people they've helped. Well, can you share a a 60-second story with us right now? <laughs> sure. Um, I'll take you back to when I was 28 years old, and I was selling first-generation MRP systems for Xerox, and I would have to go out into industrial parks and cold call. And I, so I'd walk into a manufacturing company, and I'd go up to the receptionist and say, my name's Mike Bosworth, and I'd like to speak with your materials manager. and. For for a a number of other reasons, which I won't get into right now, but 80% of those materials managers would come out to the lobby just because they were curious. You know, what's this guy from Xerox want to talk to me? Most of those people were 20 to 25 years older than me. So when they'd come out, I could tell. They'd look at me, and their face would kind of drop, and they'd look at their watch. And what's that really telling me is, oh, gosh. Now I have to be polite to this kid who's 25 years younger than me and doesn't know anything about manufacturing. All right, so I used a story to turn that around. So I would confirm his job title. I'd say, so you're the materials manager here? And he'd say, yes. And then I'd say, can I tell you a quick story about another materials manager less than a mile from here that I've been working with for the past 18 months? And never once did that story get turned down. So he'd say, sure. I'd say, well, his name's Ed Blackman. He's the local president of the APEX chapter. And 18 months ago, he discovered that Xerox Computer Services now has the ability to help him replan his entire operation overnight. And so he decided to take a look at what we have. And when we first met Ed, he was in a lot of pain. His CFO was mad at him because he was carrying too much inventory. Excuse me, his VP of Manufacturing was mad at him because he was missing uh, deliveries to customers. And once Ed realized that Xerox has got new technology, he decided to be an innovator, an early adopter. He decided to take the risk of being our first customer here in Orange County. We had no other existing customers. Here we are, 18 months later. His inventory used to be 8 million. Now it's 2.9 million. His on-time shipments used to be about 78, 79 percent. Now they're 98 percent. But that's enough about me. What's going on here? And I I tell him a story about one of his peers who's already been smart enough to figure out how to solve that shortage problem. And invariably, they would say, well, you want to come in and take a look around? So from a minute ago where he's looking at his watch thinking, oh, God, you know, I have to be polite to this kid for 10 minutes. He's now wanting to invite me into his factory and show me around. And that 60 second story led him to the conclusion that even though I'm much younger than he is, that it sounds like I've helped somebody else with the exact same job title, who has the exact same problems of too much inventory shortages and misshipments, and he might be able to help me too, and so I'm going to be nice to him.
0: That's a great, great story, and actually it's backed by science. I I talk about this in my keynotes about story-based sales, where. McKinsey studied 20,000 customers around the world, and they found that you will be 31% more successful if you have more of these consumer driven marketing or client driven marketing, like what you're saying. It's like the Yelp review before it was Yelp review, and you do it so right. well with so much detail, with so much just professionalism, and just as a matter of fact. So, our listeners, if you want to be a better salesperson or a better communicator or a better entrepreneur, you really want to consider what Mike just shared with you because you did it in such a succinct fashion where it's so powerful. Where did you understand that process? Because the stories about when you were 20s, I mean, you know, who taught you or how did you learn about that yourself?
1: Oh, that's a great question, Christopher, because uh, nobody taught me. I had the advantage of, since I joined Xerox Computer Services right out of college, for two years, they gave me jobs that helped me understand the product and understand how the customers use the product. I was on the help desk for a year and then I went out as a hands-on um, application support person for a year. So where the other, all the other salespeople that we hired that were much older than me, and they were ex-IBM salespeople, the only thing they knew how to do was demo. So they'd go out and cold call and say, would you like to see a demo of our manufacturing system? I intuitively would tell them a story because I had worked with other job titles just like him. And so I knew how tough his job was and how much better it could be. And so I did, did it intuitively and I didn't learn how to take that intuition and teach it to other people for many years.
0: Well, thank you for teaching that to us because it's so powerful. How can our guests learn more about you and, and, and your, your amazing insights?
1: Uh, the easiest thing is I'm on LinkedIn or mikebowsworth.com.
0: Great, well, thank you so much for, for sharing that. If there's one thing you want to share with, like, what's the, the first step they can do if someone wants to improve their sales? What can they do on a, a daily level?
1: To be able to articulate really clearly and really succinctly how their best customers are already using their product.
0: Perfect, Michael. Thank you so much. Have a great day.
1: All right. All right. Bye-bye.